and we are live what is going on everybody welcome back to episode 68 of checkpoint your number one show rounding up all the hottest not modest gaming news stories of the week i'm one of your hosts james walmer joined by the wonderful uh baby blue eyes italian vincent desantis wow he's rocking the ace cap today have to uh, he's feeling extra sporty if you're listening to this on audio platforms thank you so much don't forget to drop a rating at the end of the show um and we're on youtube.com slash strictly casual if you want to check us out there Fact. and to our youtube watchers you know where to find us on audio platforms spotify google podcasts take your pick All today we above. got a short short show for you we got e3 coverage and we got a little roundup of some releases and previews coming up and wrapping up uh today we're talking about battlefield 2042 we're talking about uh ratchet and clank reviews and everything coming next week. Vin, how you doing? What are we playing? Dude, doing well. I'm like super, super excited about all the E3 stuff that's happening right now. Like, I, that's what I'm most excited about. Exciting. Um, and for what I've been playing is I Platinum Days Gone. I am I write exactly when I popped that trophy. I deleted the game immediately. There was no hesitation. I don't blame you. It yeah. took me 68 hours to beat. It's the only thing I've played in the last month, basically. Okay. Um. And it was super fun until around the 40-hour mark. And then I was like, mm. eh, this story should have wrapped up 10 hours ago. And then I was like, I'm too far deep. I'm going for the platinum, and I shouldn't have. It was a long, it was a long process. But yeah. I'm proud of it. Like, I have that does trophy it, now, and it's there. Does it frame a context for when the developers forget from Days Gone at Sony? Was it Sony Bend? Bend. Or Bend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just Bend Studios? Yeah, Bend Studios. Or Sony Bend. Okay. Yeah, same thing. Okay, cool. Does it give you a context for when that guy was like, you guys should have bought our game if you wanted us to stick around? Um, I would say that his energy is in the game a little bit. Like, that energy is like, <laughs> you can tell that he made that game. But there's also a lot of sweet parts in the game, too. Like, it's not... Sure. It, he, give, he gave that a bad rap in that interview, for sure. You know what I mean? Oh. But, I, I don't know. I don't hate it as much as everybody else hates it. Although, okay. I do... The one fault of that game is it is way too freaking long. That is all I got to say. Um, and then I've also been playing, I played through the entirety of Operation Tango in one go yesterday, and it was wow. so much fun. I cannot wait to play the flip side and uh, play the hacker instead of the agent. Mm -hmm. How about you? Hold on, before we move on. Yeah, to yeah. A lot of people like myself are wondering what is Operation Tango. Operation they Tango. See it on the PlayStation. Plus sure. They say yeah. that it's it's co-op, and I'm just what the hell is going on with this game? It is a co-op spy game that relies purely on commu like voice-based communication between the people. You wow. don't see the other person's screen. They don't see your screen. You have to describe what's in your environment. They have different things in their environment. Um, they're reading codes to you. You're trying to get in. Like I played the agent, so I'm like on the ground like stealthing through things and then the hackers giving me codes to put in certain places and get through disarm bombs the whole dealio um it's it is awesome it's so much fun it's very frustrating at, at times but like it feels so good when you complete a puzzle you're like oh yeah we did that like heck yeah we got this have you so, ever played uh keep talking nobody explodes is that the one where you have to defuse the bomb yep i have not i hear it's really okay. great though okay that's what made me think that's what what you were saying made me think of there's been there's definitely similarities there people in chat brought it up too right. and i was streaming it okay yeah cool um let's see what have i been playing uh i jumped into a little bit of apex earlier this week jumped into that yeah, arena mode uh -huh. it's a lot of fun uh like you said it's valor and apex had a love child mm -hmm. um yeah it's a lot of freaking fun uh, i played like maybe one round of battle royale yep and it was fun 
Um, and then I also played through like maybe 20 minutes of Last of Us Part 2. Mm-hmm. Still gorgeous. Every time I yeah. play that game, I pop up and I'm like, wow, this game looks so yeah. Mm-hmm. It just looks so good. But uh, the rest of the week, I've just been kind of simmering and thinking over whether or not I'm going to buy Ratchet and Clank at the end of the week. I feel like I feel like that's the discussion we should talk. Let's just get right into Ratchet and Clank. We can hit yeah, Battlefield can right, right after. Uh, yeah, we can do that. And that goes chronologically, too. Um, so start, do you mind if I just jump right into please it? Please do, please do. Be my Ratchet guest. Clank, we got a review roundup for you. Eurogamer recommended video games 24 7 got a five hour five out of five venture beat gave it a five out of five press start 9.5 out of 10 game spot 9 out of 10 ign 9 out of 10 game informer 9 out of 10 easy allies 8.5 out of 10 uh what is oc open in? critic open critic gave it an 89 i assume that's out of 100 yep that's from 43 critics and metacritic gave it an 89 which is comprised of 49 critics and might as well. Okay, you have the Washington Post in here too. I was gonna. I got a couple like quote paraphrase that. Yeah. Cool. 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 We got a few quotes from uh uh from news outlets that didn't give a score but have their own um recommendations. Digital Foundry. Uh, is that Jeff Grubbs? No, he um, works for Gamebeat, or which right. which is VentureBeat, but Gamesbeat's like the portion of VentureBeat. Game support. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. All right. Uh, so Digital Foundry said on Ratchet and Clank. Quote, well, the good news is that final game is actually better than the trailers. In fact, we were surprised to see that the day one patch actually improved quality still further. End quote. Moving on to Washington Post. Uh, this was written by Gene Park, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Our boy, mm-hmm. friend of the show who we don't know. <laughs> uh, saying, quote, in a time when sneering ironic detachment remains in fashion, Insomniac Games has created the rare modern masterpiece with no convoluted agenda, no subtext, just so many reasons to smile and laugh. And then he says it. The best PlayStation exclusive since Bloodborne. Wow. End quote. Wow. High praise. Wow. Moving on to Polygon. Quote, it's an extremely impressive piece of software designed to show off what PS5 can do. But more importantly, it's a great entry in a nearly two-decade-old de- two franchise, offering fans more wacky weapons, clever writing, and fresh biomes to explore. End quote. Now, Vin, what is your initial reaction to all of these rave reviews? Dude, Insomniac puts out yeah. two huge games in seven months. That was that's this the time the first between one being Miles Morales. They put yeah. out Miles Morales and Ratchet PS5 within seven months of each other. Both of them scored insanely well. People are like so happy with this. I'm very happy for Insomniac. Good for them. This is awesome. Um I don't know if I'm like Okay, I want to play this game very badly. I don't know if I'm sold on it for $70 right now. You know what I mean? Mm, tell me why. Because I played Ratchet, the new one. Mm-hmm. I've, I've played the ones on PS3. Um, I played this recent, like the 2016 Ratchet, maybe six months ago-ish. So pretty recently. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. But I don't know if I want to spend $70 on this game right now. Because there's other games I want to play more than this. Like I still want to play mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII Intergrade that comes out this week also. Which I haven't yeah. played. Um, yeah. and other big games like Persona 5 Royale is just sitting there like I have these huge experiences waiting for me where like I can totally wait a couple months and buy Ratchet um, for $40 like when it goes on sale You're right. and I'll be totally right. happy with that and I'll have the same experience I'll just like you know what I mean so I don't need that I don't need the $70 game right now that's the, my mm-hmm. only problem what about you mm-hmm. Um, I mean in terms of object trying to say objectively whether or not it's worth $70 because I want to I want to upfront say that 
it's hard to objectively say that a game is worth $70. Totally, you totally. can talk about how much content a game has and whether or not that, I mean, some people do like a $1 per one hour thing, but at the end of the day, if someone wants to play a game and they want that immediacy and they want to be at the forefront of the conversation regarding that game within the uh, consumer community and the journalism community as well, you know, mm-hmm. um, then I think the $70 price tag is viable. Right? Sure. Um, and the, like looking at the quality of the game, it's there. Yep. Insomniac has produced an incredible, like people are calling this a masterpiece. Right. All and over I'm the place. Sure, it lives up to that. Absolutely, all over the place. That's a widely regarded consensus. Mm-hmm. Um, I like being at the forefront of that chatter. I love right. that. It. I think incentivizes me to play the game longer to get through yeah, it. Yeah. Not just to get through it, but to really think my teeth into it and, and make it, playing the game a priority. You want to be part of that conversation at the I beginning. Do want to be part this of is when it's hype. This week, this yes. next two weeks, three weeks, when people are talking about moments and stuff, it's cool mm-hmm. to be a part of that. You know what I mean? Yes. And I have major yes. FOMO not being a part of that. Especially I had it with Returnal. Yes. I had it mm-hmm. recently with Mass Effect Legendary Edition where I'm like, I haven't played these games. I'm out of the conversation right now, which sucks. Yeah. And that's not a good or bad thing. Right. But um, the game is only probably, I mean, Par- this was Paris right. talking earlier on a um, Twitter spaces. Yeah, yeah. It says it's only about a maybe a 10 to 12 hour game. Like if right. you really rush through and don't do any of the side stuff. So if mm-hmm. you do the side stuff, maybe like... 15, 17 hours. Yeah. So I can see how it would not be, uh, I mean, to some people, worth the $70. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it would be worth the $70 to pick it up day one. However, I am quite literally broke. And so (laughs) as a result, I will be waiting to pick this up. This is going to be one of those, uh, hopefully around the same time I pick up Returnal games and get to those. Um, But I mean, the games that are going to be uh prioritized for me this maybe maybe this generation maybe it'd be more accurate to say something like this year would be those more multiplayer centric games in which i do want to be with my boys day one sure like playing battlefield 2042 yeah uh, or is it yeah, yeah 2042. 2042 2042 and everyone's waiting on me to squat up sure yeah it's it's really tough because Again, I really want to be part of that conversation these next couple of weeks, but I can't be part of that conversation three times a month when games are $70 a piece dropping right. now. It, it, it's hard. it sucks. You know what I mean? I, right. I, I just can't do it. But I've like mm-hmm. once I've realized that and I've like come to terms with, I can't buy every single game, I'm happy right. to wait for a sale for Ratchet & Clank because I'm going to enjoy this game, whether it be now or in a couple months from now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it will. It'll be $20 off at some sort of sale by the end of the year. You know, $30 yep. off. And I'm I'm going to love it. I'm going to have a great time. Yep. Um, I don't know if I'm prioritizing multiplayer games over single player games, but this one is like, I'm not rushing to the stores. It sucks, but I, I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. Right. But yeah. do you know what I will be rushing to the store for, James? What will you be rushing to the store for, Vincent? Battlefield 2042, dude. Oh, baby. Tell me about it. Holy crap. Battlefield 2042 got its reveal trailer this morning. They said it was going to happen at 7 a.m. Pacific time. So I got up at 6.30. You know, I got myself some coffee, sat down, and realized it was a one-hour countdown until the 8 8 a.m. reveal uh, trailer. So I got very upset and showered and then came back. But... It was well worth the wait, I think, because holy crap, it was awesome. I guess we we have a whole video up reacting on our Strictly Hasual uh, YouTube channel uh, of us reacting to the, you know, the trailer. But 
Okay. We got a whole bunch of details that dropped like simultaneously with the trailer that we really didn't get to talk about there. So that's what I kind of want to talk about here. So if you want to watch the trailer, you can pause this video, go watch the trailer, come back because we got some extra details right here. Here's what we have. I was scrolling down, but it's up. Here we go. Okay, so these first couple points are from an IGN article, and then I'm going to switch over to some um, the EA blog. So this IGN article says, the world, according to Battlefield 2042, has only a scant few decades left of normalcy before all hell breaks loose. The Atlas has been ravaged by climate catastrophe as vast swashes, what is it, swashes? Swaths? Vast swaths of the population are plagued mm, by food, water, and energy shortages. Nations collapse in on themselves and countless refugees pour through the borders of the few superpowers left afloat. The United States and Russia are engaged in total war with these same stateless exiles known as NOPATs taking sides in the bloody conflicts that now dot the globe. Needless to say, Battlefield 2042 does not have an optimistic outlook on humanity's near future. For a franchise that has traditionally fixated on some of the most triumphant war fronts in human history, most recently returning to the heroism of World War II, 2042 represents a sobering change in tone. There do not appear to be any good guys or bad guys here as the earth slowly chokes to death. This is... That's really compelling, actually. I know. I was I was talking... They were talking about this in the Twitter spaces, James, after yeah. you had left, that yeah. this battlefield might have the most interesting storyline, even though it doesn't have a campaign. Like, maybe wow. a more compelling story than the dark. ones that uh, they had previously, yeah, you know? the five, six-hour ones that they put in previously. Right. Oh, before I get into, like, these other extra dots, did you play any of the... Like, okay, what's your history with Battlefield like in the last five years-ish? In the last five... Oh, man, what would be the... So I like played, I guess Battlefield One and Battlefield Five. Those were, like did you play? Didn't those? play Five, skip Five. Played a lot of the multiplayer Battlefield One. And okay, I loved both. Even though Five got really crapped on with a lot of stuff, again, mm-hmm. I don't think I would have had fun in it alone. I had a lot of fun playing that with a squad of four, like doing things. And I think mm-hmm. uh, Battlefield Five they messed up a lot of the release stuff. In my opinion, it, they waited like a whole year to release the Pacific Front. Um, like with Iwo Jima and all that kind of stuff. But oh my God, it looks beautiful. I downloaded it again on my PS5 and it looks so freaking good. It plays in 60 frames per second and stuff. Um, it's wow. it's great. Um, it's just not as good as the other Battlefield games. And the war mm-hmm. stories in Battlefield 5 were not good. But the war stories in Battlefield 1, I did enjoy those a lot more. I think those were more okay. interesting stories. So um, that brings me that brings me to this point real quick is that this one does not have a campaign. James, how do you feel right off the bat? We'll talk about price in a sec, but how do you feel about them just getting rid of the campaign? I think it's okay. Okay, tell me why. I really do. I think asking $70 for this game and not having campaign is okay. And before we get further into this, we I do have a quote from DICE's yeah. Daniel Berlin. Um, and it says, quote, I think that's just something that enables us to really lean into what we are best at. If you look at the DNA of the studio, what we've been doing for so long, we just said, you know what? We're not going to have a traditional single-player campaign this time around, but we're going to put all that emphasis and all those resources into building depth into the multiplayer because that is what we do best, end quote. And yep. I think that perfectly summarizes why I think it's justified that they're asking $70 for a purely multiplayer game. Yep. It's because they put all they put these resources into these set pieces, into these characters, and the voice acting, into the mocap, whatever, for their single player experiences when people really aren't playing them nor are they really highly regarded yeah. as you know um narrative you know feats or they're, not, they're just not doing anything special yeah and so i think for them to divert those resources to uh multiplayer i don't think it 
I don't think it retracts from the cost. It doesn't mean that you're getting a $40 multiplayer that's upscaled. It's saying, and they're just charging $70 for it. It's saying, we are delivering you a $70 multiplayer game, right? Yeah. Like that is worth the seventy dollars that has the depth you should expect or you would expect from a $70 game. And I know some people have different expectations of what they want out of a $70 game. And it goes back to our conversation earlier with Ratchet and Clank of just like, for some people, this is going to be worth $70 and to some people it's not. Right. However, if we're talking purely on quality of content, um, I think that I trust DICE with creating a $70 multiplayer experience. Sure. The, the main thing that I... Sorry, Ben. No, you're I good. You're no, you're good. Keep going. Keep going. The one reservation I do have, however, is with the Battle Pass system. Okay. And knowing that they will have seasons with Battle Passes and they're still charging a whole $70, as we know, Ben, Battle Passes are more frequent with... Uh, with free-to-play multiplayer games, with the exception of uh, Warzone and Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I mean, even Warzone is free-to-play now, um, but when Modern Warfare released, it did have that Battle Pass system. Um, but you could also argue that it did have a robust single-player campaign and co-op modes. And one of the best single-player campaigns in exactly. recent years. Right. And so that is where I have a little bit of reservations. Okay, let's... Um, let's... It... Or, sorry, finish, finish, my bad. If they do, if they do this, I would like, I mean, I would like it if they did a similar approach to Destiny, where when you got their DLC packs, it would come with like one season or two seasons. That's an interesting thought. Multiplayer. Okay. So I got a lot, I got a lot to respond to there. Quite a bit. Number I'm one, sorry, I gave no, it's you, good. I kind of laid it out on the table. We were talking, I know you used to go by this, but not anymore. You said you used to go by this dollar an hour thing. Like I'll pay right. for a dollar an hour experience. Right. But I feel like that is like becoming no longer the case as time goes on because there's qu- right. there's the different quality of games and there's just stuff like that. Ratchet probably definitely worth that $70, even though it's a 12, 12 hour experience. Well, 12 hours, if you mainline, I'm sure you can get more of it if you're trying to get more, but, sure. um, you think about Battlefield's multiplayer? I mean, dude, I sunk in Modern Warfare alone, just in the multiplayer, I sunk over 300 hours into that bad boy. You yeah. know what I mean? I believe it, yeah. And that was a $60 game. Totally got my money's worth. Totally. Even if, mm-hmm. And I only spent maybe five hours in the campaign, six hours. You know, beat it and done. Right. Never thought about it again. Right. I'm totally okay with this being a $70 game. I It sucks that games going forward will be $70, like, just in general, but that's just the way it is. That's the way it works. So I got to pick and choose which ones and I got to wait for sales on certain things, which is right. great. Um, now battle pass. So call of duty has a battle pass. Well, Warzone's always been free, but they have a battle pass in modern warfare and cold war and it bridges all three. So that one battle pass mm-hmm. is all three and it has progression in all three. Also, it's, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, I don't want DLC packs for battle for, um, mm-hmm. for, uh, battlefield. I, I would love it if Battlefield had, like, here's optimal. They said there's battle passes, so this is my this is my optimal situation with, if they have, or when they have battle passes. They launched the game with no battle pass. It's just a free battle pass to tier 100 for a month. One month is no battle pass, nothing. After that one month, they drop a new map. With that map, if you want, there's a $10 battle pass. You know what I mean? But you could have already earned the credits to do that if you played that first month. You would have, right. that would be great. Do you need the battle pass to access that new map? 
no 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 no. maps available for everyone that would be shite okay. if they did that you know what i mean okay. yeah. so uh and then each battle pass if you get enough credits in that battle pass you can buy the next one that would be great that's what call of duty does it's so nice um it also incentivizes people to play the game more and they're more likely to buy skins if they can just if they can do that so it's it's right. win-win for everybody um but i again I am really looking for the next battle pass system that's not battle pass. I I understand right. it works right now and there people are getting money. It's working for these games, but uh, I I'm getting a little tired of it. I'm getting myself. I'm not gonna lie. I so I'm ex- I want to see I want to see Battlefield have a new way to monetize that instead of a battle pass. I'm I'm done with the the cosmetic kind of dealio. Like I get it. I get it. I mean it's always gonna be cosmetics, but I'm looking for a new way. A new way. Right. Know. And what. Like when you say you're looking for a new way, are you saying a new way to uh, get a hold of aesthetics or a new way to progress? I don't know. Or what are you looking for? I don't, I don't know. I, I am also looking for something new to kind of replace the battle pass system. Again, that battle pass that is not the battle pass. Right. I feel like we but have I a whole. I just can't really put my finger right. on what it would actually consist of. Me too. Me too. Because the progression is game by game basis. I don't want like a right. same progression in every type of game kind of dealio. I, it has to be different. I want things that are unlockable in different ways for different games i do not want this game to be like buy this battle pass if you get 50 kills with this weapon you get this skin i'm oh that that whole thing i'm kind of over like in the battle pass like oh you get to tier 50 on the battle pass you get this character that every single other person has when you hit level 50 give me some more like long-term goals and stuff like that to like reach for that not everybody has like i don't know there needs to be something there but we'll see maybe battlefield does do a whole different thing i don't know yeah we'll see I think my my main, major complaint with the battle pass is is that it is purely based off of like game to game experience that is just like okay you either get experience by playing the game or completing challenges. Yeah. Where I wish it was a more instead of a linear approach, maybe like a branching approach mm. of like you start in the middle but you can build towards different things sure so you can you might be able to choose like all right i'm going to choose this branch and go this direction or i'm going to progress towards this like skin that i really really want or i'm going to progress toward could you this call thing it, over here you could call it the battle tree the battle branch <laughs> the battle branch whoa <laughs> somebody but, pointed or i mean but that still would go i know into just putting time into totally. the game right what if they did where like and what if it was a Destiny Battle Pass that instead of re- revolving around just overall playtime, it's like when you beat the Vault of Glass, you get like this thing. It yeah. revolves around in-game feats, in-game right. things that normally would like, I guess. Um, no, I, I I totally like that thought process. The the only problem is that there's nothing, there's no good example of that right now because even Destiny struggles with right. with uh, doing that kind of unique thing. Um, I don't know. I I'm so I'm looking forward to what they have to offer. I'm hoping it's not just what we what we would expect from Fortnite or Call of Duty at this point, mm-hmm. um, or Valorant doing it, or this and that and this. There's endless mm-hmm. examples right now. Apex and and from the from the Twitter spaces we were in earlier, Van. I think this might have been before you hopped in, but mm-hmm. Paris was giving little drops of info that there is more to come on this system in a way that will make it unique to Battlefield. And yeah. like I said, he it's only a few drops. He didn't really he because he can't get into that sort no. of stuff. Um, EA play he can't be breaking NDAs. That's what they said. But, but yeah, so we only have a couple more days till we see gameplay, which is awesome. Four yeah. more days till gameplay, and then um, 
which, oh, I guess that's when the information comes to. We have four days till we figure that out. They probably won't outline the exact battle pass system. They'll focus on the good things and they'll talk about the battle pass later. Right. Um, right. Regardless, though. Okay. We have some other updates like on the game itself. Right. Um, so this is from Nabelli and I just pulled it from his Twitter, but that his tweet comes from the EA blog post. So this is all from the EA blog post. Um, Conquest and Breakthrough are returning. Thank God. I mean, I guess everybody would expect that. It is going to be 128 players on PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X and S, and 64 players on PS4 and Xbox One. James, we are getting the next-gen Battlefield. It might not be in graphics, but it's going to be in, like, uh, size and scale, I guess. Yep. You know? Mm -hmm. I mean, probably graphics too, but I'm I'm assuming there's not going to be a huge difference. Maybe minor details. Mm -hmm. Um. They, the game will launch with seven massive maps. They didn't update to say there would be more, but I'm assuming there would be more. You know, they always yes. they always do. Uh, always there will be one. dynamic events and storms. We already talked about the battle pass. Uh, there's going to be okay, so seasons. That's I guess that's kind of basic. Uh, one free tier and a paid tier for the battle pass, Which is like standard. everything standard. Yep. The game comes out on October 22nd. So again, stacked October. Here we go. No campaign. A new mode coming called Hazard Mode. We don't know anything about Hazard Mode yet. Um, and then, quote, a new way to play Battlefield to be detailed in EA Play in July, which people would are thinking it's uh, Battle Royale, even though they've specifically said there's no Battle Royale. Um, so, I have who a, knows I have there? speculation. Hit me. Hit me. Um, so, Paris, when he was talking about Battlefield and the lack of story content... He hinted at ways that they would be putting story content in the game. I think this might be a sort of uh, mode that would kind of weave in narrative mm. experiences. That's great. That's a great, great, great guess. That would make sense. Because it mm-hmm. seems like even IGN has like a two, like it might be two little paragraphs on it. But you got to imagine that like EA and DICE have this whole story about like why this right. is happening. And they, and they have the elements in here with what United States and Russia and, you know, no one really being a good guy or bad guy. Um, mm, and did, this global conflict with did you play, uh, nature. Did you play Breakthrough? It's a game mode. I think it might've been only in battle. Oh no, it was uh, Battlefield one also Battlefield one and five. Um, breakthrough, breakthrough. So it's like zones, like both sides are, um, like fighting each other, right? But you fight each other in different zones as if you're playing a battle that had happened before. You're oh, kind of cool. like imitating that battle, even oh. though either side can win. So like the outcome is not like... Oh, I think I get exact. it. So it's the one where it's similar to Conquest and it has different points around the map, yeah. but it is a progression like yeah. you would kind of go all the way across and right. until you like finally beat the other person. It can kind of just go back and forth. Yes. Until the clock runs out or it's a tug of war. Until someone wins. Now, right. I could see that. Similar to the way the new conquest kind of works in Battlefront. Right. Exactly. Like from space to ground. Yes. Kind of thing. Um, I could see them weaving story elements in that and it would totally make sense. Now, Mm -hmm. obviously, people won't want like cutscenes and stuff, but I'm sure there's dialogue and all that kind of stuff that kind of builds that Mm -hmm. larger story. But we'll have to see there. Um, There is an open beta plans. Also, you'll get an earlier beta if you do pre-order the game. Uh, the maps will be smaller on last-gen consoles. I heard 25%. There was a 25% wow. thrown around with EA people in that Twitter As space in, this morning. 
as in the PS4 and Xbox One versions would be the 25% the size or 25% smaller. Yes, that's... No, okay, so here is a comparison. That on con- current consoles right now, like a PS4 um, map size of Conquest mm-hmm. is 25% of what a Battlefield 20 or well, 2042 map is right now. So well, they compared that 25% in Battlefield 5 map to what a battlefield 2042 map would be so i'm assuming it's around a quarter of the size of a regular map that would be that's pretty huge pretty huge difference Mm -hmm. so that was pretty cool uh and then enhanced terrain deformation if you uh play on next gen or pc and then james you also put on the go weapon customization through a dial menu in game from the playstation blog yes what does that mean it means you uh, when you're in the game when you're playing you're on the ground um, you are in the game, you're shooting up people, and you decide, oh, I really wish I had a different scope on my gun right now. Yeah. Pull up the dial. I don't know how that's going to like work like button Like a fast switch. But basically a fast switch where you don't have to wait till you die to edit oh, your class. Amazing. You can be like, really boom, I, want, I, need a, I need a sniper scope on my marksman yeah. rifle. So boom, pull that up, marksman scope, put that on. And then you're good to go, and you got your oh my your god sniper scope on your marksman rifle. You head down the building, you take off that scope real quick for close. Co- oh my god, I'm all so in. So I don't think this will extend to like whole like weapons. Right. You probably will stick with the same weapons, just so that you don't have like guys running around with shotguns and they switch to a sniper rifle and then they switch yeah, to yeah. SMG. But it'll probably be like, all right, if I want like an all arounder like AR with good range, yeah. and I like I want to use this in some situations as a sniper and some situations as you know just a mid-range you know assault weapon mm-hmm. i can totally do that because i can get out my weapon for those purposes i am very very excited dude everything i'm hearing is like really cool what i've seen so far i'm so excited to see this gameplay yeah uh Holy one crap. more thing to add yeah. on to that is if you are an ea play member you get benefits for battlefield 2042 um and let me know Vin, <laughs> is ea play the same as Game Pass or with Game Pass, do no. you get EA Play? With Game Pass, you get EA Play. With Game Pass, you get EA Play. But okay, so. it's confusing. It's confusing. I, I don't understand it fully. I do, since I have Game Pass on my PC, I have access to EA Play on my PC. Gotcha. But I'm not going to be playing this on PC. I'm going to be playing gotcha. this on PS5. So I'm out of the picture there. If you play on EA or with EA Play, you get a 10-hour trial starting on October 15th. You get early access to the open beta. You get exclusive member-only rewards every month. What that is, we don't know. And we get 10% off our pre-order. Yep, you get $10 off the game. Yep, you get $10 off. And you get access to the playlist, which I don't know what that is. Me neither. Um, God, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Four days for gameplay. Oh, my God. They'll show off that fast switch that you're talking about, too. They have to. Yeah, they do. God, it's going to be so um, good. Oh, I had another question. Oh, do yeah. you think this will come to Game Pass Day 1? Mm, that's the big question we've uh i think well yeah i, I think so ea if ea play yeah. has if ea play brings its games day one to game to ea play then you get it in game pass so that would make yeah. sense it doesn't say specifically if it does um i think we'd be seeing a lot more i don't know i don't know i don't know they wouldn't do that deal if they weren't trying to do that kind of thing you know what i mean i don't know I don't even have if a I guess. If I put money down, I would say yes. If I had a gun to my head, I would say yeah. If I had a gun to my head, I'd say no. Because I feel like Dice and EA would make more money if it's not on Game Pass. 
but maybe they not maybe not maybe they get enough battle pass subscriptions with this battle pack mm. or whatever the hell they're doing yeah that could completely negate their monetary problem mm. i don't know but james i'll tell you one thing right now is that Battlefront 2 was ended prematurely because of Battlefield 2042. So Battlefield 2042 better be a kick-ass game, okay? Clip it, post it here. It needs to happen. It needs to be good. <laughs> You're right. It does need to be good because this is also a rehashing, the, a re... Um, what am I trying to think of? This is a second shot at the Battlefield franchise revitalization potentially like this needs to hit because people are so excited for it or else battlefield is dead as a franchise you think that this game could kill battlefield as a franchise i think it could this is a make or break let's say let me let me give you let me pitch you a thing real quick i know we're still talking about battlefield and there's a couple things we gotta go over before this episode ends but Mm -hmm. let's say this game not flops because i don't think it'll flop what if it gets like sixes across the board like it's just okay like a Battlefield Five scenario where it's there's no high praise. There's some people going to be playing it, but it's not amazing, right? Let's say that happens. Do you think that they take like maybe a five year battle Battlefield break? They just start doing other things and then they come back with an absolute ten out of ten banger, or do you think this just knocks it out of the park right here and then we start going back to a yearly Battlefield, maybe every three years Battlefield? Like, what what do you think after this? I think if this gets sixes across the board, if people don't buy it right if people don't play it i think it would be i think i would see a long hiatus from the battlefield franchise and dice would work on other projects yeah probably oh my gosh well i'm really hoping it's good james i'm really hoping it's good let's see this gameplay we'll make it we'll make we'll talk about this next week or the week after whenever we do the podcast um when we have footage um okay are we moving on you got anything else to say about battlefield yeah nothing else all right we're gonna we're gonna make this quick because it's gonna be a quick episode but here's what we got overwatch gets crossplay this was announced literally an hour ago right before this we're recording this on a wednesday not a thursday because we have a lot of stuff to do uh this week but Mm -hmm. overwatch uh, is getting all platform crossplay everywhere even playstation i even read the fine print to make sure they said playstation and it's coming um, consoles will have to link a Battle.net account if they want to play with PC. Um, and competitive w- modes won't be cross-play in certain situations. You can totally opt out of that for uh, competitive. Total, that's fair. That makes sense. Right. How do you feel about this? Uh, I'm absolutely cool with this. I love seeing cross-play. Um, it's going to be difficult with such a competitive game like Overwatch. And yep. a lot of people give a lot of favor to keyboard and mouse. But I think you can also just use a keyboard and mouse on console now. You can. So I don't see why it'd be that big of an issue if you're really that diehard about it. Go buy a keyboard and mouse. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing that I, I mean, it's not an issue. One, the wish that I, sorry, the thing that I wish they delivered with this update that they did not is cross progression. They mentioned that. They mentioned it. They said not yet, but cross play now and then cross progression later. Yeah. But I just wanted it sooner. I would love to merge my PlayStation and PC Overwatch accounts. That would be incredible because I built it up for a while on PS4, fell off the game because I was no good at it, picked it back up for like 10 bucks or something on a sale on PC. And that's, I've probably played more on PC than I did in uh, PlayStation, but I would love cross progression to play between there. But cross play is first step and I'll take it. PlayStation's playing nice, it sounds like. So let's go. For once, 
For once, yeah, God. For once. All right, <laughs> James, take this next one. <clears throat> Rumor, Ubisoft's Tom Clancy games mash up in a new free-to-play shooter. Uh, this was hinted at in a prior E3 conference, I'm pretty sure. Or, like, did we get a trailer? Is this one we got a trailer for? No, that was a mobile game. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, and that's been out. You could play that right now. Okay. This comes from... Po- oh, uh, oh, my God, I can't talk. This <laughs> comes from Polygon. The Tom Clancy, Splinter Cell, Ghost Recon, and The Division franchises will cross over in a single multiplayer game made by Ubisoft, according to the social media leak this weekend, first reported by Video Games Chronicle. The project, codenamed Battle Cat, surfaced in several since-deleted images posted Sunday by a Twitter user called Zero Bytes Zero. The four images were since removed by Twitter on a copyright claim from Ubisoft. Zero Bytes said the game, quote, began testing around January, end quote. Video Games Chronicle, without identifying any sources, called the images authentic and said Ubisoft will not be showing it as Saturday's uh, Ubisoft Forward livestream, which kicks off the week of E3 2021. Polygon has reached out to a Ubisoft representative for additional insight on this leak and when fans may hear more. In early May, Ubisoft announced Tom Clancy's The Division Heartland, a free-to-play adaptation of that IP for PC and consoles launching sometime in late 2021 or 2022. One week later, Ubisoft executive told investors that the new publisher is now prioritizing the kind of persistent free-to-play video games that have been so successful for electronic arts like Apex Legends, for Activision like Call of Duty Warzone, and Epic Games with Fortnite and Rocket League. This weekend's rumor suggests that Battle Cat will draw its combatants from the factions in Tom Clancy's The Division 2, the Wolves' enemies of the near-future Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and Splinter Cell's echelon network of operatives. The game will be a class-based shooter where each character class has unique ability, and the playlists described mimic es- mimic escort and collection type games found in certain or sorry current popular shooters. This would line up with Ubisoft's new free-to-play focus that we talked about a month ago on the podcast. Yes, uh, they're really making every single excuse not to make a Tom Clancy game. They really or are not. To, sorry, not to make uh, a Tom Clancy game to make Splinter a Cell. Splinter Cell game. Yeah. Um, I think this is interesting that it says, oh, they're not going to show it at Saturday's Ubisoft Forward live stream. Don't expect it. I feel like this would probably be, make sense to be announced if this rumor is real. I, yes. I added this because I'm very interested in what Ubisoft's new free-to-play focus is and like how they said that when all of their games are like yearly entr- entries, like, yes. I don't know, Assassin's Creed Assassin's and Far Creed. Cry. It's like Far every Cry, year yeah. we get these games and they're 60 bucks. What does this new free-to-play focus even mean? Um, so that's why I'm interested. I'm sure we'll find out more on Saturday, but if we do hear about this, you heard it here first. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have any particular opinions about this just because I think I've just, I'm tired of free to play shooters. Okay. The only shooters I play have played in this past year have been free to play shooters. Yeah. Um, but I just want Splinter Cell. Yeah, sure. It feels like an excuse not to make Splinter Cell. No excuses in this house. Keep us no going, excuses. Man. Keep us going. Valve will attend E3 2021, which is the first time they've attended E3 since 2012. This came from like a tweet. Uh, so this uh, article comes from FPS Cat. They say the PC gaming show at E3 is just around the corner and Valve is scheduled to make their first appearance at E3 since 2012. There are many rumors currently floating around, but as of right now, we know that there will be a message from Valve regarding Steam Next Fest, according to PC Gamer. No other details are given, but we can certainly speculate. Uh, this would be the first time since 2012, blah, 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 blah. Uh, first, 
This most likely has to do with the Steam Next Fest, giving the message they're set to deliver. Steam ne Next Fest, previously known as Steam Game Festival, is a multi-day celebration of upcoming games. You can play games, watch live streams from the developers, and chat about games in progress. Second, there are rumors about a possible Valve and Xbox partnership. Dot, dot, dot. In a since-deleted Reddit post, and according to Ars Technica, Gabe Newell was asked, Will Steam be porting any games on consoles, or will it just stay on PC? Gabe reportedly answered, uh, wait, Gabe reportedly said, you will get a better idea by the end of the year, and it won't be the answer you would expect. Should we expect some type of Microsoft and Valve partnership? Steam on Xbox? Maybe? Question mark? Third, we might expect some type of Steam Pal-related announcement. Uh, this is supposed to be a portable gaming PC that Valve has been secretly building. We've had rumors of that for freaking a long time. A long time. Um, according to Ars Technica, multiple sources have confirmed that this device has been in development for quite some time. However, recent developments pointing to this being less likely than we may think. Previously, Valve was set to deliver a message regarding Steam. That message has since been updated to a message regarding Steam Next Fest. So, hmm. this week we'll see what Steam has to say. It could be absolutely nothing. Yeah. It could be literally nothing. Or, it could be like a huge-ass partnership or whatever their portable PC thing is. <laughs> When's the last time they've unveiled, like unveiled tech i guess it was uh, there probably for the valve index before the index what was the thing where you plug it into the tv and you can like play your pc games on there steam machines how did that do not well okay maybe it's a bounce okay. back here maybe it's a bounce back well here's to hoping here's, here's to hoping. hoping it's a bounce back yeah. uh i think if they were to do the i mean we talked about this before but if they were to do the portable pc i think it'd be to a different market than mm. the steam machines because you're fighting in a market that's already Totally. You know, monopolized by it's there. Microsoft and Sony. Yeah. So I think if you do the portable console, your only competition is Nintendo. Right. Which are Which totally huge, different games. Well, yeah, totally different games, but like yeah. Nintendo is the mobile, I mean like semi-mobile games market. They still sell huge numbers despite being, I mean yeah. at this point, outdated hardware. Wow. Yeah. I guess you're kind of right. It's also wild that they could be competing with the Switch Pro. So even though they're different games, people are going to compare the technology that are in the two. Like, oh, because mm -hmm. the Switch Pro is going to have this 4K screen. What's the Steam right. Pal going to have or whatever the heck they're calling it? I don't even know. Mm -hmm. So that'll be interesting to see. Which now that you mention it, where's our Switch Pro Nintendo? You're supposed it's, to unveil it before E3. It's going to be their conference, dude. They're saying no software or they're saying no hardware. It, there's going to be hardware there. Uh, can they gonna, do that? They could definitely do that, James. I can tell you right now, we're not talking about Battlefield in this podcast. But guess what? We talked about Battlefield in this podcast. You know what I mean? That's how it goes. Hate it. I can tell you right now, we're not going to talk about the upcoming things that are happening during E3 that might happen this week. But here we are. We're about to do it. <laughs> That's what's going on. I hate it here. Uh, okay, so next up we got an old game that has been literally in the works for the past probably three years we've been talking about this yeah. since we were in the apartment then wow back in the good old days hopefully we'll be back for more back James. in 208 a come God. on wow. uh prince of persia the sands of time remake finally gets a launch window of 2022 now it originally had a launch window i think but it got delayed because it didn't look good then and it got delayed indefinitely after it got then delayed. it got delayed indefinitely so now we have a new launch window yep 
Prince of Persia Sands of Time Remake. Hello, Prince of Persia fans. Ubisoft Forward is around the corner, and we wanted to use this time to thank you for the amount of support you have shown us in the past year. As you might have already read, Prince of Persia The Sands of Time Remake will not be in Ubisoft Forward. We are making great progress for our game to release next year, but we are not ready to share any additional information just yet. We will share an update as soon as we are ready. Until then, we wanted to express our appreciation for your continuous support, as well as your patience with us on our, on our journey. We're looking forward to the moment where we'll be able to share more with you. Um, where's the 2022 part of this, Vin? There is no 2022. Then why does it say, why is this titled Sands of Time Remake launches 2022? Great question, great question. I'm, I'm clicking the link right now. I'm going to see if they put it in their tweet. Uh, negative. There's nothing that says 2022. I'm not sure why it says 2022 it is, there. We still do not have a launch window for Prince of Persia. Now I have to check. Sands of Time Remake. Sands of Time Release the window now. Let's see. Uh, is it Remake? Sands of Time Remake? God. Yeah. Sorry, I should have came over prepared for this. No, that's all good. Um, oh, wait. So here's a oh, yeah. gamer article. It will release before April 2022. Okay. That's from NME.com. Polygon uh, says... says... The publisher has shared a revised re release window of 2022 for the project. Um... Maybe they're just assuming it's going to be in 2022. Maybe. I don't know. We'll we'll try to keep you updated if we find anything else, but I don't know. It's a great question. It's delayed, though. With no date. No set date. Yeah, That's no it. set date, but 2022 window. Okay. And that brings us in, James, to confirmations. Well, no. What are we calling this? You call it. I was just going to call it what it says. Call it what it says. Confirmations and rumors going to E3. So this is RFS, random fun stuff, but make it E3. Yep. So yeah. it's either gonna everything's gonna start with confirmed or rumor. Do you want to so go back and forth? Start off. Yeah, we'll go back and forth. Confirmed. No Call of Duty at E3, but rather an in-game event in Warzone later this summer that's gonna unveil the next Call of Duty. Uh, yeah. Did you hear they're changing? They're gonna change the map to um, to like a Pacific whole thing. Like that's gonna no. be their event. Because they're going to bring it back to World War II. So, like, they're going to change the map to, like, what that Pacific front would be in World War II. That's, oh, that's the thought, okay. I guess. Rumor. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order for PS5 will be announced and launched on Friday, June 11th. I don't like how it says announced and launched. How about just, like, an upgrade? You know what I mean? Like, all these things are saying Jedi Fallen Order is going to be released and launched the day that, like, the conference is. Just say the upgrade's going to be available. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't know, bro. <laughs> it's just it's saying that it's going to release on the same day. Yeah. Which is exciting. That's cool. I like when they do that. Sure. According to job listings, this is a rumor. Well, kind of, but... Yeah, yeah. It's sure. job listings. According to job listings, Naughty Dog is working on a standalone multiplayer game. Maybe their space game? Who knows? I don't know what that's going to be. Yet. I don't know. We'll see. Confirmed. Capcom will showcase The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Monster Hunter Rise, and Resident Evil Village. At E3. At E3. 2021. Yeah. Uh, rumor. 2K is set to announce a Marvel XCOM and, Border and a Borderlands spinoff at E3. Very interesting. Very interesting. I'd be so down for a Marvel XCOM game. <laughs> Confirmed. 
Ubisoft to feature Rainbow Six Quarantine, now called Extraction, because they're not going to name a game called Quarantine. Uh, Far Cry 6, Riders Republic, and some surprises you won't want to miss. Confirmed Square Enix E3 conference to be about 40 minutes long and featuring a new game from Eidos Montreal, an update on Babylon's Fall, and details on Marvel's Avengers Black Panther War for Wakanda, as well as a deep, a deep dive on Life is Strange True Colors, as well as a look at Life is Strange Remastered Collection. Is the Edios Montreal game Guardians of the Galaxy? Stay tuned to find it out. Could be. It could be. It really could be. What an episode, James. I'm so freaking excited for next week, man. I really, really am. It's going to be awesome. Um, If you're listening on audio platforms, make sure to head over to our YouTube because we're going to be posting all of our reactions to all of these um, conferences. You can watch along with us on Twitch as well. Um, And all those links are in the description of the YouTube videos. I, I think we have a description link somewhere in the podcast, like somehow to access it. I don't really know how, but if you just do youtube.com slash strictly casual, you can find us there um, or on social media. Cause we'll post all our updates there as well. Uh, that was episode 68. James, what are we doing for episode 69 next week? We got to do something. We got to do something. We'll figure it out. That's we'll a big number. That is a big number. Do you have anything else to say before we close this baby off? Thank you guys so much for listening. Love your faces. Love your faces. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>